your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 28th, 2021. Your boy Q here, and I would like to thank everyone for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. Before we get into today's show, and I'm very excited about today's show, as the Raiders are preparing for a Monday night football game versus the L.A. Chargers in L.A., basically the Raiders' home game, home away from home, SoFi Stadium. It's going to be an action pack building filled with Raider Nation. It's going to be a very fun environment uh, next Monday night. I did want to let you know that uh, today's episode is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need at rockauto.com. Let them know that the Locked On Raiders podcast sent you. And as mentioned, have a fun, fantastic uh, action-packed show for you on this Tuesday. Again, man, want to keep the energy high, want to keep this energy flowing throughout the course of the week. The Raiders have a tough one, but uh, we're going to be here to talk about it each and every day here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, just a lot of fun, man. And, and you know, every year, every game, every day, it's fun to talk Raiders. Uh, but I'll tell you, going back to that 2016 season, I remember when me and James Arcelano were doing the Black Hole Banter podcast. Really, that's kind of when I first dipped my toes into the, po- the podcasting world. It was such a fun season because it was just, well, it was that magical season. You know, 12-4 and four playoffs. Obviously, it didn't end the way everyone wanted it to. But, man, it was just like being able to go through the podcast and go through the season, navigating the season with the podcast. And that was just a, a weekly, like once-a-week podcast. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, getting off to the, the way that the Raiders have, the 3-0 and start on the season so far, has been so much fun and uh, just love to see the energy from Raider Nation. So we're going to try to keep that thing pumping all week long and throughout the course of the whole season. Coming up on today's show, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. That's coming up in segment number three. Got a bunch of feedback, so I'm going to try to get to as much as possible, but definitely have a lot of uh, feedback to get to. Coming up in segment number two, as the Raiders are 3-0, and as they pulled off another victory in overtime at home at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, there's obviously still room to improve, right? So I'm going to point out three areas that I really want to concentrate, and I think the Raiders need to concentrate, especially this week. I think they're going to need it going into the game against the Chargers on Monday. Now, this is not my keys to the game. This is just areas that I believe the Raiders need to continue to clean up. Now, there's never going to be a 100% well-oiled machine where it's perfect. It can't get any better. I think every NFL team is always looking to get better, always looking to improve. But uh, the Raiders, they have some areas of, of concern, at least for me, that I'm really looking at that I, I hope that they pay attention to this week in a major way and continue to work on. So we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, as I do on the daily, it's the news and the notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, I want to talk about some roster moves that the Raiders made on a Monday. Now, nothing major, nothing too major, but running back Trey Regis, he was released. I know he's a guy that Raider Nation, including myself, uh, I'm, I got high hopes for. I think that he's could be a guy that could be a player in this league. We saw a lot from him in preseason, but Raider Nation, as you very well know, 
every single preseason, there's always a player or two or three that step up and really show out. And then they get to the regular season and either they don't get any burn or they really don't do a whole lot of anything. You know, and I'm not saying Trey Regis is that guy, but he really made a name for himself in the preseason. And, well, he hasn't gotten any kind of burn yet so far in the 2021 season. And on Monday, the Raiders released him. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to bring him back and put him on the practice squad because they elevated him right before game time. But as of right now, he's released, has to clear waivers. And then if they do uh, have him clear waivers, then most likely he probably will revert to the practice squad. So just kind of pay attention to that. Uh, Also, another reason why the Raiders did that is they're expecting to get Jalen Richard back to practice this week. This is a guy who hasn't played at all in 2021. He's dealt with COVID. He's dealt with a bad foot. But Vinny Bonsignor, uh, he said that uh, he's expecting or the Raiders are expecting to get Jalen Richard back in practice this week. So, of course, that's a guy that I'm actually surprised is still on the roster. But uh, he's a guy who's a very good blocker. Uh, that's something that's come up uh, in, in the past few weeks, especially with Josh Jacobs being out, that uh, they're really going to need. Uh, they obviously like Jalen Richard a lot. They've kept him around, even though he's got a pretty high price tag. I thought that Trey Regis had already beat him out, but he's still on the team. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Richard is expected back in practice, so that's also something to pay attention to uh, throughout the course uh, of the weekend. I'll tell you right now, there's no practice today. There's no media availability today. There's no media availability on Wednesday. So the next time we get an opportunity to get in front of the coaches or any players, won't be till Thursday. Uh, and then another roster move that was made, and this one is actually an official move, uh, wide receiver David Moore. He was on the Raiders practice squad. The Broncos, they signed him away. So now he's on the Denver Broncos, and they had to add him to the active roster, the 53-man roster. If you sign a guy off the practice squad, he has to be put onto the active roster. So David Moore is now with the Broncos. They suffered a torn ACL to wide receiver K.J. Hamler, the speedster. So he's out for the season. So they had a, a need at the wide receiver position. So David Moore, they picked him up off the uh, practice squad of the Raiders. Also, on uh, on Monday's show, I gave you a couple nuggets from Sunday. Uh, I told you NFL Communications, they always hit me with the seven from Sunday. Uh, I hit you with a couple of them having to do with Derek Carr. Uh, one was Derek Carr passed for 386 yards, two TDs, and an interception, 95.7 rating, uh, and the Raiders 31-28 victory over the Dolphins, uh, moving the Raiders up to 3-0 for the first time since 2002. That was one of them. But one I forgot to hit you with was going back to week 16 of the 2020 season, Derek Carr has recorded at least three. 325 passing yards in five consecutive games, joining Rich Gannon, who did it six times in 2002, Drew Brees, who did it five times in 2011, and Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, who did it five times in 2000 and five times in 2008. Those are the only players to record 325 passing yards in five consecutive games in NFL history. So I don't know how I missed that one. I don't know how I didn't pass that one along on Monday, but I wanted to make sure I got that one in. So that's a nice little tip of the cap right there for Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Now Raiders head coach John Gruden, he was the only one that met with the media on Monday. I was not there. It wasn't until one o'clock. I had to be on the radio at two. So there was just no way I was going to be able to work that out because a lot of times if it's at one, it might not be to like 110 or 115 or whatever time it is. So unfortunately, since they've changed the times back uh, with their different media sessions and their practice availability, I'm I'm not able to get to all the practices I was able to get to back at training camp. So he did have his uh, his media session, and I wanted to bring you a few of the sound bites. So the first one, I always like to bring you the opening statement. He always walks in, gives a little bit of opening statement, then he says, I'll be happy to answer any questions that, that you have. So here we go. John Gruden, uh, his opening statement from Monday. We uh, have a lot of guys that are sore. Uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, I met with Josh this morning, and uh, we're going to see how he feels on the practice field this week. Not making any predictions, but we're hopeful 
uh, that we can get them back on the grass at some point this week. Um, proud of our team. Very hard-fought victory. And um, we got a real tough opponent this week on Monday night in the Chargers. So with that being said, I'll answer any questions I can. So there's John Gruden's opening statement right there, and you see he went immediately to Josh Jacobs and his health. And I think that's a good thing. I think that feels like, at least to me, that he's getting closer and closer. Uh, I think the fact that he was doubtful for Sunday, I think that kind of lets you know that he was getting closer anyway, that they just didn't rule him out immediately. And the Raiders need him. And I know that Peyton Barber did a good job, 111 yards rushing, did a really good job, as a matter of fact, on Sunday. But Josh Jacobs, man, the real deal bell cow, they need him back. So... It sounds like a somewhat positive update on the health of Josh Jacobs, but again, we'll talk to John Gruden on uh, Thursday, or maybe I think it's Gus Bradley on Thursday. John Gruden will be on Friday. Uh, we'll find out some more. Obviously, the injury report comes out Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then uh, then you'll find out the availabilities, who's who's in, who's out uh, on Monday officially. But you'll you'll learn a lot from the the injury reports that come out starting on Wednesday. This week, to me, I could tell is already going to be all the ties between the Raiders and the Chargers. And what I mean by that is all the guys that have so much familiarity with the Chargers and with the Raiders now. And so one of the sound bites were about the guys that I'm talking about. Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator. Casey Hayward, defensive back. Denzel Perryman, linebacker. All guys that were uh, used to be members of the Chargers now with the Raiders. And so uh, John Gruden was asked about those guys. If they're a little bit more anxious to uh, play this game coming up this uh, this Monday against the Chargers, their former team? Well, they got some guys on their team that are looking forward to playing against those guys you're thinking about. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's how you look at it. You know, I'm sure our guys are excited to go up against their former team, and I'm sure they feel very excited to, to go up against these guys. So it'll be an emotional game. It always is when we play the Chargers, and um, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a great challenge. So you might think that that's where it's going to end, at least for one day, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, there's going to be other ways to find out about these players that were former Chargers. And so uh, almost the next question asked to John Gruden was about line, linebacker Denzel Perryman. And this is for good reason, because Perryman's been a hell of a player, been really good at that linebacker position ever since joining the Raiders. And that was like less than 30 days ago. So he was asked, John Gruden was asked about the huge impact Denzel Perryman's had since joining the team. You know, he, he is a good player. Uh, let's just say it like it is. He's a good linebacker. He's always been a good linebacker. He's healthy. Uh, he's had a hard time staying healthy. He knows this system. And um, he's proven that he has talent and instincts. And he is a contact player. I guarantee he's proven that. And uh, we just need to keep getting better. He needs to keep getting better, keep asserting himself. And uh, so does everybody around him. We haven't played the perfect game by far. So there's John Gruden talking about linebacker Denzel Perryman, who, again, has been a really big impact player, even bigger than K.J. Wright. And I thought K.J. Wright was going to be the guy. And, uh, you know, going back and looking at the game and kind of going through the game pretty quickly, realized that K.J. Wright was in on, uh, on Sunday a few snaps it wasn't a lot, though, but he was in for a few snaps on Sunday. So uh, Denzel Perriman, he's really been an impact player for the Raiders in that defense. Now, I will say uh, the reason why people continue to ask questions about the Chargers, uh, a lot of times, a lot of these guys in the media sessions are writers, and so they're writing stories. And so you can imagine that most of the stories that you'll see this week, uh, it could be from Hondo uh, with Sports Illustrated. It could be Vinny with the Las Vegas Review-Journal, uh, Ed Graney from the RJ. I mean, there's, there's so many guys that are writing stories, and some of them – or a lot of them probably have to do with the Chargers ties and the Raiders ties. And so uh, that's the reason why you're going to get questions asked multiple times about these ties that are going with Gus Bradley, Perriman, uh, Casey Hayward, and so on and so forth. 
So there's definitely a method to the madness. So just going to kind of throw that out there. And the final soundbite that I want you to hear from John Gruden happens to be about one of those former Chargers, and that's defensive back Casey Hayward has been playing really well. I gave him a game ball on Monday. He was the guy that uh, had that short tackle in the end zone on Jalen Waddell uh, for the safety that really kind of jump-started the Raiders offensively, I felt like, really jump-started the whole team. But here was John Gruden talking about defensive back Casey Hayward and what he's brought to the table. Well, he's a good player. You know, that's the one thing we're, we're missing. He, these guys are not just former Chargers or Gus Bradley. These are good players. You know, we, we thought Hayward was a problem for us twice a year when we played against them. Uh, we had a lot of respect for Perryman when we played against them. So it's good to have him here. Uh, he's a solid player. He's a good cover guy. He's smart. He sees it. He, he sees route patterns develop. He's been a great tackler. He doesn't give up big plays. And... Um, He's been a great acquisition in the locker room and behind the scenes, too. So we're happy to have him. Casey Hayward's been great. I mean, he really has. And all those additions have been great. Denzel Perryman, Casey Hayward, K.J. Wright, I think, is even though he hasn't played a lot, especially in the last game and didn't play a lot, I think he's still a big impact player. I think the things that he's teaching these guys, even in practice, is going a long way. I'll say the same thing for Gerald McCoy. I know he's not playing, but, man, Gerald McCoy, I think he brought a lot to the table when he was with the Raiders as well and uh, just helped this young team. It's a relatively young team, and all the veterans that are still good quality players is going to help try to develop these guys and help them uh, you know develop into who who they need to be if they're trying to make a deep run so uh, Casey Hayward has been great Denzel Perryman's been great Gus Bradley defensive coordinator uh, can't say enough about him the job he's done in his team as far as Ron Milas and Richard Smith the secondary and linebacker coach they've all done a heck of a job with this Raiders defense that allows them to go out there and, and be the defense that they are they give the team a chance each and every time they go out there on the field as soon as they hit the field I don't think that oh there goes seven They're not giving up a touchdown immediately. I'm actually looking at it like, well, they're about to get the ball back. And think about on Sunday how many times they got the ball back for the Raiders offense in a row. Raiders uh, defense, well, the Raiders gave up 14 points to start the game. I'm not even going to say the defense because we all know how it happened. A pick six, and then they started the ball on the Raiders 34 after a failed fourth and one. So they spotted them 14 points. The Raiders ran off 25 points in a row before Miami ever scored again. So for them to be able to do that, the defense had to do what they had to do to stop Miami from ever scoring. And they did. And so that was that in itself is something that you probably never saw from the Raiders defense ever in 2020. And probably it's been a long time since you've seen something like that happen. So uh, you got to give hats off to Gus Bradley, uh, Rob Marinelli, everyone on that defensive side of the ball because they are all getting the job done. So that's all I got for you in segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, I mentioned getting the job done, but there's still areas that the Raiders need to clean up. We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about an app that, well, if you drive a car, you need to know about it. And it's called Get Upside. All listeners of the Lockdown Raider podcast are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All you got to do is download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Do it right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You do that, you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Who wants to do that? Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. And who couldn't use two to $300 extra? I think we all could, right? The cash back gets added right to your account, 
You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. It doesn't matter. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN, and the app is called GetUpside. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag, and it is football season everywhere you look. College football, pro football, doesn't matter. It is all there. It's the number one time of season, number one time of year. Betonline.ag is your number one spot for all football action. They got the updated site, the interface. They got the more odds, props, contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for all things football. Head to the website right now on your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. How do you do that? You got to use the promo code Locked On. Football, baseball, boxing, hockey on the way, Vegas casino games. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And now it's time to jump into a a fun conversation or a conversation that I think needs some attention. And that's part of the team that I think needs some attention. So we're going to talk about the areas of the Raiders that I think need the most attention, the most cleanup work this week. And got to start with the offensive line, right? The offensive line needs to continue to attempt to gel. And I realize this is not something that's going to fix itself overnight. But you have a lot of youth. You have a lot of just inconsistency along that offensive line. I mean, you thought you started out the season. You thought you were going to have Richie Incognito. You didn't. So John Simpson, I'm looking dead at you, the former fourth-round pick out of Clemson. He's a guy that knows, for a matter of fact, he's got at least two more games where he's going to be that starting left guard. There's no question about it. It doesn't matter about uh, the practice, the injury squad, the injury report. None of that stuff matters, right? None of that matters because everyone knows that Richie Incognito is on IR. So it's the John Simpson show for at least the next two games. And I, again, like I've said many times this season, would not be shocked if it's the John Simpson show throughout the whole course of the year. Now, the Raiders obviously want Richie Incognito back. He's just not getting better. He's just not healing, and that's why they went and put him on IR. So maybe after the three games and last week's game against Miami does count as one, so he has at least two more games. That would be this week against the Chargers and then week five against the Chicago Bears. Then he has an opportunity to come back. So we'll see where he's at at that point. So John Simpson, he knows it's all on him. He's got to go ahead and hold that position down. Andre James uh, talked about him quite a bit on Monday's show, talked quite a bit about him on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Monday. He's got to do a lot of work, including not only blocking, not only protection, uh, as far as the, you know, the protection calls and everything being that center position. He's also got to get that snap, and he's got to fix that snaps quick, fast, and in a hurry. Those snaps are pretty bad, and for a majority of that game on Sunday, they were awful. They just really were, and that's the second time uh, in three games that there's been a ball sailed over Derek Carr's head. That cannot happen, so he's got to improve. And, of course, Alex Leatherwood, the first-round draft pick out of Alabama, uh, a guy that, hey, at the very end of the day, at least he's still available. There's many different offensive linemen that were drafted uh, right around the same time he was drafted or right afterwards that aren't even available, that aren't even in in any action. So Alex Leatherwood, at least he's out there. He's competing. Uh, He doesn't mind if he gives up a bad play because he's going to come back with that same energy 
uh, to, to make it right and, and, to, and to get better. He has to just continue to develop. I mean, the offensive line is so important. The Raiders have had some good things going on the offense, but that offensive line, the better it can get cooking, the better it can, can protect, the better it can run block, the better this team will be. So that's my number one concern. That O-line just has to continue to gel, gel, gel. They need to do everything together. They need to eat in the lunchroom together. They need to go out to uh, practice together. They need to stretch in the same line together. I mean, they need to do everything as one cohesive unit so they can at least start to try to gel sooner rather than later because they've had nothing but tests to start the season. I mean, you got Baltimore Ravens. You got that defensive line. And you know they like to get after the quarterback. They like to blitz the quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens, they brought the blitz 17 times that first game of the season. And so the offensive line, they had their work cut out for them. Then they flew to Pittsburgh. They had their work cut out for them against the Steelers. I know TJ Watt, he went out, you know, he was out pretty early in the game, but still they had Cam Hayward. Uh, they had guys that can get after the quarterback, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers are no slouches. And so they were tested there. Then of course we saw what the Miami Dolphins were able to do. They have a really good defense. And so they were tested again. So the, the offensive line just needs to continue to gel, just needs to continue to get better because it doesn't get any easier. Next up is Joey Bosa and the Chargers. Then you got Khalil Mack and the Bears coming to town. I mean, it, it's not it's not a let up at all at any given point of the, the season. It's not. So the, the Raiders offensive line, they need to do every single thing, every single activity together so they could just learn the little nuances, the little, the little you know, everything, the little quirks in, in, in what these guys do. Just know what the right arm is doing uh, with the left arm or whatever. I mean, they, they just have to be on the same page, and they have to do that sooner rather than later. So uh, John Gruden on Monday, he was actually asked about the offensive line and if he felt that they were improving. So here he is, John Gruden, talking about that O-line. Yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting there. You know, we, uh, we need to put a complete performance together. That's what, uh, that's what we need to do. And we've had spurts where it's been pretty doggone good, and it's been, there's been spurts where it needs to be better. But uh, it's a young group. They're playing some formidable defenses, some good players, and a lot of looks. And um, I think we're getting better, which is encouraging. We're still inexperienced and young at some positions. But, you know, Leatherwood is working with a guy that just got here. And Andre's really started half a dozen games in his career. The snap accuracy wasn't as good as it needs to be yesterday. And John Simpson's a young player. So it's going to take some time. Development doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but we're getting better. So there's John Gruden right there talking about the offensive line, and he feels they're improving. Obviously not where they need to be, and like he said, it's going to take time. Uh, talked about Leatherwood. You heard him talk about Andre James. You heard him talk about the snap accuracy, something that I've been really talking about quite a bit. And so uh, John Gruden, they kind of doubled down and asked him about it because Derek Carr mentioned the snap accuracy. Just a little brief on uh, on Sunday following the game, talking about his time on task. So John Gruden was asked, is the snap issue, is it just a matter of more practice time between Andre James and Derek Carr? Here's John Gruden on the snap issue. Well, we practice a lot. You know, you're not always out there, but we, we probably get as many reps as anybody in the league. And uh, we're not going to make any excuses. You know, this is the National Football League, and we've had one over our head in Baltimore in the scoring zone. We've had one over our head against Miami. And those, those plays put the quarterback in serious jeopardy. And plus, it's a, it's a horrific loss of yardage. So we got to do a better job, period. Andre knows it. We all know it. And we expect them to get better at it. So I expect there to be a lot of attention to detail when it comes to the snaps this week during practice. I mean, I really do. I know he says that they practice it a lot. I know that the media, we're not available to just watch the entire practice. So, of course, they're doing it. But it really needs to be a focus. It needs to be uh, attention to detail, as I mentioned, man. That's something that just cannot happen. 
They have way too much talent, way too much opportunity. They've got to get the basics right, and the basics have to do with the snap. Now, another area of improvement that this team needs to really focus in on is kind of goes with the offensive line as well, and that's the run game. The run game, I know Peyton Barber put in a good day. I know he had 111 yards, but uh, as I mentioned before in segment number one, uh, Josh Jacobs really needs to come back. They really need to get him back, and I know that uh, nobody wants him back until he's 100% healthy or at least as healthy as possible because they don't want him to get re-injured. I get that, but man, this this, uh, offense really needs a, a shot in the arm of the run game. They really need to work on the run game. I mean, it's something that's got to be established. I mean, you cannot continue to let these teams that have these really good pass rushers just pin their ears back and say, you know what, we dare you to run because you can't run. And that's exactly what the case has been as of late. And luckily for the Raiders, they've been able to win despite the lack of a run game. And, of course, the teams that they were going up against are teams that are very stingy against the run uh, in the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I get that. And even the Miami Dolphins. But they've got to be able to have some something that resembles a run game where teams can't just say, okay, it's going to be Derek Carr, the Derek Carr show. They just cannot do that. So the run game has got to be established. And that also goes back to those, those guys up front, you know, that offensive line have got to be able to get a push. They've got to be able to get that run block. I'm telling you, I mean, yes, they're off to a three and O start and it's great. And I know some teams uh, don't really rely on the run too much, but the Raiders need to do that. They don't need to put Derek Carr in harm's way as much as they're doing, especially with a very inexperienced offensive line. Uh, he's taken way too many hits. And, I mean, after so long, that's going to break him down. And if he gets broken down, then what? Then you got Nate Peterman. And I know some folks aren't big Derek Carr fans, but you don't want that. And that's not me being disrespectful. I'm just letting it be known. Derek Carr is the best option for the Raiders to win. They've got to keep him healthy. And him taking as many hits as he's taken, he took a lot of hits, especially early in that game against Miami. They've got to do better than that. So they've got to have some form of of the run game. Matter of fact, John Gruden talked about the run game. Actually, it was funny. He brought up the run game. He was actually asked about Derek Carr and all the weapons that he has to choose from now, the ability to be able to go to any of these guys at any given time and have an impact. But he ended up bringing up the run game and how they need to establish it. Here he is. That's always been the goal and to have balance as well, not just throwing it to different people, but being able to turn and hand it off to somebody that can do something. Um, We had some balance yesterday, which helped us win that game. But We have a lot of confidence in our receiving core. They may be young, but they're talented, they're reliable, they're tough, and they're versatile. And uh, they are explosive. And uh, if you center your attentions on Waller, I think these young guys are proven that they can do some damage as well. They got to continue to get better and better. They're not perfect yet, none of us are, but we're seeing a lot of progress. So really, he was talking about the young wide receivers and the weapons all over the field. But uh, you saw and you heard him allude to the running game and how they need to be more balanced. And that's really what I was getting to, man. The balance has got to be there for the Raiders offense. Yes, it could be pass heavy like it is, but it's got to have a threat. You've got to actually think that the Raiders are going to try to go out there and establish the run and be concerned with it. You know, and, and you've got to be able to establish the run and suck up some of those defenders. And then Derek Carr has proven he can hit you over the top. He can beat you over the top as he's been doing throughout the course of the season. And that makes his arm that much more dangerous. That makes Henry Ruggs' speed that much more dangerous. That makes Brian Edwards' hands that much more dangerous. That makes Darren Waller's ability that more and more dangerous. That makes Hunter Renfro, third and Renfro, that much more dangerous. You get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm laying down. You're, you're picking it up, right? Like the run game, man, makes everything so much better. And I know a lot of folks will look at it and say, oh, the run game, you're trying to be conservative. Oh, you're trying to run the clock. No, man, it's part of the balance of John Gruden's offense. That run game does a lot. 
It does a lot for you if you can do it. So the Raiders need to continue to get that. And again, everything I talked about in this segment always goes back to the O-line. The O-line needs to continue to improve. The run game needs to get established. They just, like I said, they go hand in hand. Final thing, it's really quick. Final thing that I have that the Raiders need to work on, and this is only something that's going to improve during the game, is just penalties. Uh, The game against Miami, eight penalties, 104 yards. That's hidden yardage. That's a touchdown. That's the whole length of a football field, and especially some dumb penalties. I love Max Crosby. I love his effort. I'll never, ever question his effort, his hunger, or his desire. But that 15-yard penalty against Jacoby Brissett, that late hit, he just got to pull up. In 2021, that's a that's a hit that's going to be a penalty every time. And I get it. It wasn't really that big of a deal. I think more of the push afterwards when he kind of hit him and then he kind of pushed him to the ground. I think the push was more than any, more than anything. But you just got to be careful with that. And again, I'll live with those kind of penalties because I know that Max Crosby's just trying to make a play like he does each and every snap that he's in there. I mean, it's just kind of who he is. I'll live with that. But you just can't have it too often. And that one came at the worst time. You know what I mean? I, again, in the first quarter, uh, that's okay. But late in the game when you're trying to seal the deal, (laughs) you just can't have that. That's just not going to work. So eight penalties, 104 yards against Miami, that's not going to work. Against the Steelers, they did a lot better. Five for 43 yards. That's really, I I could live with that every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's great. But then 10 penalties against Baltimore, the season opener. I know it was only 62 yards, but that's still, you know, that's 6.2 yards a, a, a penalty. 10 penalties is way too much. You just you got to clean that up. And I know that that's been an Achilles heel of the Raiders for so long. And there was a couple penalties that could have been called uh, in that Miami game. You know, that Jonathan Abram play in the end zone could have easily been called a, a pass interference. Uh, I'm glad the officials didn't. I'm glad they didn't uh, let it be about themselves and make it about themselves and they let the players decide the game. But, I mean, that very well could have been called a, a, a P.I. So, I mean, it's just, it's just it's a fine line. And I love the aggressiveness of the Raiders defense. So, I'm not going to be uh, over the top and, and super angry about the penalties. They just got to work to clean that up. That's why I left that for number three, and it was a very small little segment that I was going to talk about it, but uh, just something to pay attention to. So the O-line, the run game, and the penalties. Clean those three areas up. Let those be some areas that you really work on this week throughout the course of uh, practice leading up to the Chargers game, Monday Night Football, and you'll be in a really good position. What's on your mind? We'll find out next. Segment number three is on the way. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before we get to it, though, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. As you know, they're a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for over 20 years years all you gotta do is go to rockauto.com shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they've got everything i love the fact that they got everything i love the fact that it's so easy to find everything on their website that's the thing there's some websites that are out there that i'm very familiar with that are so difficult to navigate through so rockauto.com makes it so easy just to go on there, find the parts you're looking for, bada boom, bada bing, you're good to go. The parts delivered directly to your house. You don't have to leave. And then, of course, uh, the, the price. The prices are very affordable. Uh, they'll save you a lot of money, 30%, 50%. They found ways to save you 100% on the same parts that you get from a corner store or a car dealership. You'll get them at a much discounted price, and they're the same price parts that they would give you. So uh, you got the hook up there rockauto.com. The only thing I ask you to do while you're there getting your parts is a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Just write Locked On Raiders Podcast. You do that, they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. So check them out today, rockauto.com. Again, in that box, just write Locked On Raiders Podcast and they know that I sent you. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at one spot. That's rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. 
Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Vader Raider in the 303. He's calling to talk about the game and the fact that the Raiders are 3-0, and and he wants to break it on down. By the way, he's feeling pretty good about himself on this call. Here he is, Vader Raider in the 303. Raiders! What's up, Q? What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Vader Raider. Las Vegas Raiders are 3-0, as you all well already know. And it's like I said, um, this is your boy, Vader Raider. And Raider Nation, 3-0, all right? 3-0. Let, let's, uh, let's talk about it. So... Sure, we can talk about how unexciting of a win it was, how we spotted them 14 points, how, you know, Foster Moreau needs to, you know, turn around when the ball's coming to him. I blame Foster for that TD just as much as I would Derek. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Foster wasn't ready to catch pass. Anywho, Raider Nation, we played a great game. We showed heart. We showed tenacity. We showed courage under fire. And you know what? Like Q told you, and, and I mean, he told me too, you know, Jacoby Brissett was no joke. That team was no joke. Those corners are no joke. Once again, Raider Nation, we get a tough team for the third week in a row while someone in our division gets another cupcake. I'm not going to say who, Donkos. Anyway, <laughs> Raider Nation, we came out victorious, and that's all that matters is, like Q always says, just win, baby. That's the credo. That's the motto. Took care of business. It was a good win. Uh, we got Hey, we got a 100-yard rusher. Barber went over 100 yards. He showed he could run the rock. You know, we definitely need Josh back. We, you know, we, we, we need to kind of get this offense in full tilt because Redder Nation, our, our toughest opponents are yet to come. And, oh, the best news of the day. Those damn Chargers almost chargered it up, but those Chargers helped us out, and uh, we kind of need to return the favor next Monday night, if you know what I'm saying. All right, Raider Nation, enjoy this win. I know I'm going to be puffing out my chest because they're going to be puffing out their chest, and I'm going to be like, see our wins, see your wins, punks. Raider Nation, like I said, pump your chest out. Have a great Monday. It's a victory Monday for Raider Nation. Raiders! Raider, Raider. So there's a feeling good about himself, Vader Raider, right there in the 303. Thank you for that call. And it wasn't pretty, but he got it done. The Raiders found a way to improve to 3-0. It's hard to win games in the NFL. Uh, I'm like John Gruden, never would apologize for a win. You know, and I respected John Gruden when he said that following the game. I'm not going to apologize for a win. And Raider Nation, you shouldn't apologize. You shouldn't feel bad about a win at all. Don't let anyone tell you that there was a bad win. I said that on Monday's show, and I'll double down and say it again. And I actually had someone hit me up, and I understand where they were coming from, talking about, yeah, there was a bad win when uh, the Raiders won a game, and it made them drop in the draft order, so they weren't able to go get Nick Bosa. Uh, I believe they ended up with who, Cleef Farrell then? Uh, yeah, look, I get it, but uh, I don't watch games and root for the team to lose so they can have a better draft position. Just because you have a good draft position doesn't mean you could be picking number one overall, as the Raiders have done 
in the past and still get the guy wrong. As many teams have gotten the guy wrong, even at number one overall. So uh, it doesn't matter where you're picking. There's quality players. You can get a quality player at one. You can get a quality player at two. You can get a quality player at four. You just got to go get the right guys. So uh, I understand where my man was coming from. So I'm not disrespecting or poo-pooing on what he was trying to say. I just don't sign up for that. So, again, that's why I say I will never say there's any such thing as a bad win. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Rolando Robles from the 209. Hey, Uncle Q, it's Rolando Robles from the 209. I got a couple things I want to ask. One, thanks for answering me back on Twitter about a possible meetup this Friday. I was going to go to the fights with my pops, but my grandmother unexpectedly passed away, so I had to cancel and get a refund. But going to the Week 5 game against the Bears, hope to meet up with you and get that picture. Uh, first of all, let me just stop right there, and I'm sorry for the loss of, uh, of your grandmother, man. That sucks. I definitely uh, feel your pain. I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. And, uh, man, can't wait to see you Week 5 uh, come to the Rockstar on, uh, on Saturday ahead of that Bears game. It should be a lot of fun. I expect a lot of Raider Nation to be there from this very podcast, the Locked On Raiders podcast. So don't thank me. Thank you. Again, you take the time to tweet at me. Uh, the very least I can do is uh, respond to you, and I try to reach out and respond to each and every person that uh, reaches out to me me sometimes it doesn't happen but like I said I do try uh, the best I can to respond to everybody who reaches out to me uh, and his point number two on his text was Derek Carr is having a Rich Gannon like season do you think they'll still need to sign a big time name like a possible Josh Gordon or even another young good free agent corner thank you for your time that's from Rolando Robles from the 209 and uh, yeah Derek Carr is having a hell of a season he really is and so far his wide receivers Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro and of course Darren Waller from the tight end position doing their thing man even Zay Jones is stepping up so no I don't think that they go after anybody Josh Gordon funny that you mentioned him he actually uh, agreed to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday so uh, the Chiefs got a new weapon and I put it out there and I said of course he did on Twitter I put out there of course he did and a lot of people are saying oh he's washed he's washed he's this he's that look it's a very low risk high reward signing if he turns into be anything and gives him a little bit He's still a hell of an athlete. I don't care how old he is. I don't care anything. He's a great athlete. So he could give him a little something-something, or he couldn't. Either way, it's a low-risk, high-reward type move. So uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are getting Josh Gordon. Uh, I don't think that they're going to have to make a move for a a free agent corner. I don't see that. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't think I'd even want them to make a move for a free agent corner. I know Richard Sherman's out there, but I'm not really interested in Richard Sherman. I think that the Raiders got the better guy that was a Gus Bradley dude in Casey Hayward. I think that that's a, a really good one right there. So uh, as long as they don't get banged up too much more, they should be pretty good as far as the cornerback position goes. And, oh, by the way, a young guy in Damon Arnett needs to continue to work on his craft and get better so he can get on the field and not be a liability like he has been as of late. Next up, and I just got time for a couple more. I got a call from my guy, Peg Leg Raider. He's calling in to hand out a couple extra game balls that I did not give out on Monday. Here he is, Peg Leg Raider. What up, Q? It's Peg Leg Raider calling in on a victory Monday. Just finished today's pod. Great stuff as always, my man. I'm calling in about game balls. I have uh, two more that I'd like to add to the four you've already given out. So you gave out the three on offense. Agree with all of those. Um, The Casey Howard one on defense, perfect. There was a glaring admission um, on special teams. So I think we definitely owe Zay Jones a game ball for that uh, going down and covering that punt and getting it on the one that set up the Casey Howard play um, for the awareness, the speed, and then also for just being willing to stand in there, take that 15-yard penalty, not mouth back, not negate it with him doing anything and drawing his own flag. Um, so game ball for Zay Jones, and then 
the other game game ball I want to give out goes to the entire coaching staff. So we all been saying just just win baby for a while, but we also used to say pride and poise. And there were many times during that game where the Dolphins were getting a little bit rowdy. They were getting a lot of uh, penalties. There was some space for extracurricular activity. And I was really impressed that this team did not let that get to them. They didn't mouth back. Uh, there were no major brawls. I think there were a couple times when, when that game could have got out of hand. And the fact that our guys were able to play through it, to be disciplined and not have any drama, um, that's a huge step up in growth for me. That's one of the things I've been noticing about this team is they love to play. They're not going to commit stupid penalties, and they're not shooting themselves in the foot that way. So uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this team. I like that we have our pride and poise back. Uh, great stuff. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my victory Monday, and I'll be looking forward to your radio show and the rest of the pod this week. Just win, baby. Raiders! That's my guy right there, Peg Leg Raider, calling out of San Antonio, Texas. Appreciate you, my man. And Zay Jones, no doubt about it. He always comes up with something big, right? I mean, it's not a ton of plays, but it seems like there's always a play or two that Zay Jones can come up with. I mean, he's just the right guy in the right place, and he's never begging for extra time. He's never pouting. He's always just, hey, when my number's called, boom, I'm ready to rock and roll. And the team loves Zay Jones. And I'll tell you, he's made a believer out of me. I thought that I, I didn't even know what he was still doing on the team. And he has slowly but surely uh, turned my thoughts on him. That he just really fits in with this team. He's almost one of those guys that is so important to the team, even though he doesn't contribute a whole lot, if that makes sense. One of those glue guys that just kind of helps keep the team together. That's kind of how I feel when it comes to Zay Jones. And then the coaching staff keeping guys out of, uh, out of harm's way basically telling them to keep their heads and not get caught up. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe, which is, uh, you know, falling for a you know a little instigation. They always catch the second guy, right? So don't fall for the, the first hit. Don't be the second guy. Don't be the retaliator because that guy always gets caught up. So, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, the coaching staff has done a good job with these guys, helping them keep their head. And, again, Zay Jones can't really say enough about him, what he's done, even though the contributions aren't as big as some other guys on the team. And I got time for one more text real quick. We'll get it from Julian from the 707. Q, how's it going, my guy? Feeling good after that win on Sunday. Just want to say this Raiders team is perfectly imperfect right now. We could be any team on any given day and could lose to any team. We're seeing some big-time plays from our second-year wideouts and huge improvements on the defensive side all around. Only thing that worries me is 14 quarters of football in 13 days is a lot. And I hope this long week will help get our guys to get some rest before our first home game in SoFi Stadium on Monday. Love the show, man. Keep up the good work. And Raiders. That's from Julian from the 707. And, yeah, it is a lot of football, man. They've had two – well, they will have now two Monday night football games. Of course, they'll have a short week. And then following Monday's game against the Chargers, they'll have another short week as they prepare for the Chicago Bears. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of football in a short amount of time. But, I mean, this team is showing that they can overcome the adversity overcome the the issues and dilemmas that are put in front of them and they just keep on battling and keep on keeping on you know that's that's all they can do and so uh this team is not going to go 17 and 0 you know it's just not there's not going to be a team in the league to go 17 and 0 but they have shown like you said that they can beat any team out there uh then they still haven't played 100 percent complete clean game yet when they do that man I, I'm, I'm interested to see the outcome and see who that is against who's the team that gets the raiders best 
That'll be interesting. That's something that we'll talk about at some other point. But thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. So that's all I got time for for today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Uh, we'll start to turn our attention uh, to the Chargers as, uh, you know, kind of put that Miami game in the rearview mirror. 3-0 and is 3-0, and but now it's on to the Chargers. The Raiders do have an extra day of rest uh, leading up to that game, so that's good. Help get some of those guys that are banged up, try to get them back in, in good shape. But uh, all in all, man, it's it's all, all, all systems go as the Raiders prepare for the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers at SoFi Stadium uh, on Monday night. So, again, that's all I got for you. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be doing it real big. Uh, Jim Plunkett is supposed to be. He was supposed to be on my radio show on Monday on Raider Nation Radio 920, but there was a mix-up between the Raiders and him. So he's going to join the show later this afternoon, 2.30. I'll be doing my show live from Raiders HQ in Henderson, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. Uh, so you can tune in at 2.30 if you want to hear Jim Plunkett. If it's a really good interview, I might bring it to the table on tomorrow's show as well. And, of course, we'll have news and notes of the day. So definitely appreciate everyone who chimes in. Appreciate all the feedback. It's always great. Uh, definitely appreciate everyone who makes the Lockdown Raiders podcast their very first listen each and every day. I really do appreciate that. And we'll be back tomorrow. So until then, Raider Nation, stay safe. Take care of your family. Do what you got to do. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.